Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast where myself, Phil Sexton, and Jeff Seabach, we sit together, we've got mics between us, sometimes sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Today's one of the days that we've got a guest. Yes. And not just any guest, but a, um, I think I saw that you were like a top 100 most influential people in real estate from the Inman list or something like that. And I don't want to give it away yet on who it is. First, I got to remind everybody that this, this podcast, what we do here is we talk about ways that we attack this business in trying to keep the consumer first and trying to help real estate agents provide better experience, better service, and be a better agent for their clients. And I just want to get that out there because I've had a couple of conversations this week, which we might even get to today, but any, any other insight that you want to add there before we... Well, we, I mean, today is a little we, different because I don't know that we talk a lot about sphere and how to keep in touch with your sphere. And obviously, if you're providing excellent service, the amount of times that you touch your sphere influence, you know, the, you know I think that it affects how people feel about you, right? Yes. Like, because real estate agents have had a bad rep rap, not only are they, you know, if you just put in realtors are they have lots of bad words for it but part of it is because they can be known as check chasers right meaning that i only care about you when you're checking today we're going to hear from an industry stalwart that is going to teach us how to create better relationships and that you know after you sell somebody a house you need to continue to follow up with them so if you want the next one so you know it's i know that i am excited to have Sean on the podcast. And so let's let's do the official intro. All right, Ladies great. and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Sean Carpenter. Yes. The boys. Hi, Sean. Hi, Sean. How are you? Nice to, nice to be on. I, I'm a longtime listener, first time caller. Yes, that is a Mauricio line too. We use that line a lot around here. We appreciate yeah, that. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna, wanna... just like Bill Risser, and we're gonna talk about his background for about 45. Oh no, no, no. That's yeah. not what we're gonna do. <laughs> uh, hey. I think that Bill Risser might have been the connector here in my relationship with well, I guess what I wanted to bring up, Bill, right? Because yes, he's yes. been the connector. So shout so out to Bill. Yep. Um, so I is it okay if I give a little bit of like my background and yeah. our relationship? Yeah, I mean, we met at the Arizona Association of Realtors Conference a few years ago, but got to spend a little more time in Florida last month. So yeah, go ahead and give you your, your background. No, that was it. Let's move on. No, <laughs> no. Man, I, I reserve the right to fact check. You you absolutely can. No, my background is is what you just mentioned, but you have to understand that your personality online is sometimes enters the room before your personality in person. Right. And so my first experiences with Sean was when we were into the Twitter sphere, when he was writing blog articles as he's building websites like he got into you got into the tech space early in this industry. And I think that there were some of those early adopters that got to know each other. They started to hang out at bar camps and stuff like that. And I think it was and it wasn't until a few years back that the Arizona Association of Realtors hired Sean to come in and educate all of the Arizona realtors at their conference that I actually got to meet you in person. And it wasn't just a get to meet you in person. It was a get to see you on stage and perform your, like your edutainment, right? How you educate the audience and you keep us entertained. And I mean, it's second to none. And then we got, and then I go to Florida where we got to, I mean, the podcast listeners know that I got invited to the, to help facilitate the RE Bar Camp in Florida. And I went down there and now Sean and I, 
had known each other from before. We've chat, chit chat a little bit. Sean actually is the reason why I still check Twitter every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> right. But we, we ended up at the airport early. We ended up with a couple of extra hours and we really got to chat and I got to, to get saying into, we played golf together. We, that was a couple extra hours okay. of hanging out. Yes. <laughs> we, I don't want to, you know, talk about tell all, all of my okay. secrets, but we might've both been wearing pink shirts. I don't okay. know. I don't know. <laughs> but in that, in that exchange, in those interactions, what I got to do is really learn what he does, like what makes him tick. And I tell you, he is, um, is it a compliment to say that you're on the spectrum when it comes to remembering people? I, I, I mean it as a compliment that you are very... Yeah, I, Go ahead. It, it is a skill that I have, and I don't know how I developed it, but it's something that I, I just know that it's extremely important to people. Uh, you know, the, the one thing that we all own in our world is our name. And, uh, and, and no matter where, where we're at, when we hear it, it sends a little rush of dopamine. Uh, you know, I mean, Jeff or, or Phil or, or, or Lena or any of the people, you know, if you're walking through Sky Harbor Airport tonight and you're on your way to gate C26 and someone says, hey, Jeff, you're going to stop and turn around, even though you say to yourself, they're not talking to me, but <laughs> they might be, and it just makes you feel good. And so, you know, I mean, Jeff, you saw, or uh, Phil, you saw me do it at the restaurant we went to, right? At Beth, Betty's Burgers. Yeah. You know, I mean, the first, the first thing I do with my servers, if they don't say, my name is Sean, I'll be taking care of you as I say, what's your name? Cause I want to know, cause then throughout the rest of the meal, I'm going to use your name. Right. So it's, yeah. it's just important to me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that was an easy one because a lot of people that go to restaurants can remember their server's name. But when I got to the hotel and we checked into the hotel and then I chatted with Bill Risser, who was also at the hotel, he said, you know, the last time Sean was at this hotel, I think was two years ago. And when he walked up, the lady that was checking him in, he was like, hi, Marsha, I remember you from two years ago. Or like, am I, you can fact check that story, but it was years between the times that you checked in at a hotel and you remembered that person and your ability to make them feel special by using their name. Just the fact that you remember their name is, is so right, impressive. So I, I got to ask, right? The elephant yeah. in the room is how did you learn that skill or how did you develop? Uh, do you work on that skill? Do you take notes? I mean, what do you do? Anything? No, I, I really just, now that it's become such this thing, I really just, when someone introduces themselves, I try and you know use it a couple of times in the sentence guys the, the easiest layup that we all have is when you walk into a place like a starbucks and the barista is wearing a freaking name tag and i use their i use their name i'll say michelle can i get a venti iced coffee and i can't tell you jeff how many times the barista does a double take and says how'd you know my name right and i say well it's on it's on your apron and they look down and they say oh i forgot you know what that means that means that no one all day used her name right that no That's one cool. called her by name so when someone all, all of a sudden says it so i just I just try and make it a point. And uh, the memory part, I'm not sure. I don't know if it's the context or, or what, but, you know, you know, Phil, when I checked into that hotel in Florida, the girl's name was Selena, right? And when I checked in, I said, you know, last time I was here two years ago, Ivanka gave me a really nice upgraded room. And she somehow looked in the system and she says, did you like that room? And I said, I did. But if they overlooked the golf course instead of the parking lot, it'd be even better. Phil, you want to tell them what my room looked like when you got up to my room? He had a sweet, like straight out of Hangover. You know that movie? <laughs> We're walking in and every like Bill and Anthony and myself, we go into the room and it's like, hey, Sean, are you here? <laughs> and, you know, those guys were like, I don't know how he does it, but every time he, he he's a schmoozer. And I think that yeah. the secret is that he just remembers people's names. Yeah. And that just how powerful that is. That is good. Remember people. And uses them and uses them. So and yeah, uses I them. appreciate that. Yeah. Yes. All right. So then when we got to chat, you, um, you have what 
20 to 30 keynote presentations ready to go. You speak, do you, how many days a year do you travel to speak? Uh, I'll do, I'll do 50 to 60 speaking events this year on the road. Plus, you know, the front end of the year was zoom. Um, a lot of zoom, okay. a lot of zoom trips. Um, but it's something I'm very passionate about. You know, I actively, I actively sell real estate in Columbus, Ohio. I speak and then I, I coach our top agents in Columbus and Cincinnati. Uh, most of our top agents and teams. Awesome. And so from one of my questions that I have for you is when you travel around to these 50 different speaking presentations this year is for us that we're like Jeff and I, we run a team and we're just in the Phoenix metropolitan marketplace and we have our battles and we have our challenges and we have our marketplace and we know what agent speak is here and everything like that. When you go to 50 different marketplaces, is real estate different around the country or do you find that agents in all those different marketplaces have the same challenges or they're different? Do you know that the South it's going to be like this or the West it's going to be like that? Hold on before you answer that. That was a great question. Thanks. Yeah. You know, I, th I think all real estate's local. First of all, we hear that, but it's real true. Right. Um, but here's the thing I know. Let me ask you a question, Phil. Do you think the way is the game that the Diamondbacks play is the rules different? Then if, if they play a game in Yankee Stadium or in Boston or in Texas, first of all, the basics are the basics. And so it doesn't matter where you're at, building relationships, solving problems, having fun. That's what agents should do every day, right? That's my philosophy. It's really simple. If you do those three things every single day, the listings, the contracts, those types of things take, take care of themselves. So when I go in, I'm, a lot of times people say, your presentation was great because it was reminding us of the basics. So I don't need to have any type of knowledge of the market that Phoenix uses this app for their MLS versus this, you know, uh, platform for their, uh, you know, SkySlope versus dot loop. That doesn't really matter. What I think really impresses people that makes them pay attention is when I walk in and I, and I say, guys, you know, you guys should be so lucky to live here. I was at the tilt the kilt last night, uh, after playing, you know, uh, this golf course. And they're like, wait, you just got in town last night. How do you know about our breweries? How do you know about our golf courses? How do you know about these places? And cause I try and make it a point to to talk their language, so to speak, the same way uh, uh, the Eagles or Jimmy Buffett would say, "We love you, Phoenix." You know, I mean, and people people feel like, "Oh, that's so cool that they personalized it to us." So, my answer to that is is the basics work no matter where you go, right? The basics of what the Diamondbacks do and the Seattle Mariners do and the Chicago White Sox do is they throw and catch and hit and run. It's just unfortunate that the Diamondbacks hit less and and throw worse, right? <laughs> So hey, he likes hey, golf and hey, baseball. Yeah. No wonder why he gets along with Risser. Uh, hold on. I don't, think, I don't think that's the end of the list of the sports that he likes. Oh, okay. Right? <laughs> Let's just make sure that. Uh, and that's two major sports, though. But you're a Florida Gator, so I think you're a football fan. Are you college football and NFL football fan? I'm college football fan and an NFL football watcher because I like sports. Yes, college, college football, college basketball, and golf are my up here so and everything else is down there. Is okay. Urban Meyer's Jaguars going to beat our Cardinals then? Because didn't he start in Florida, Urban Meyer? Uh, Urban Meyer started in Bowling Green, Ohio, as a coach. Then he went to Utah, then Florida with two national championships. Then okay. Ohio he State. Won his first championships in Florida. Okay, good deal. Yes. Uh, who's Urban Meyer? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's the coach of the Jaguars. I got the there, Jacksonville I got Jaguars. There. I mean, just the fact that you knew where an NFL coach coached college football and then sean knew the two colleges before the one that you knew shows I'm you in, that he's I'm a in a sport, different room. he's a sports nut i'm well, in the wrong well room. also but bowling green i actually been to bowling green ohio and that is close to where he lives so that was an unfair advantage on his side all so. right, all right. that's correct <laughs> um so I, I actually one of the reasons why we brought you on is so that you can talk about because 
not just sports, but how you, when you go around, like the things that you share with people that they have found to be most helpful. And so when I said, when we sat down and we started talking, you were telling me about carp consulting. Cause do you only coach agents that are in Ohio in Columbus and Cincinnati, or do you have clients around other areas as well? I have some agents outside of the area. You know, it's something I, I call it carp consulting. Cause I don't think, you know, people that coach, you know, I have a coach, um, when people say they have a coach, usually that means they have an accountability person that says, did you make your calls this week? Did you set appointments? Did you do those types of things? And a lot of the agents I talk to, you know, the top agents in our company, they sell way more houses than I sell. Um, you guys sell more houses than I sell. Obviously your, your group does, but it's that, it's that creativity outlet. It's that reminder of the basics, right? It's, I need to do more of that stuff because so many of our top agents, they have deals in the pipeline, pending deals, and their job is to get those deals at the closing table and then get next month's deals at the closing table. And we get a 15, 30, 50, 80 closings and we never talk to those people that closed. And then we're surprised when they don't call us, when they go to a, an iBuyer, when they, when they don't refer us business. And there's just, I would much rather build my business on the people that already know, like, and trust me because then the buying cycle is so much shorter when the trust is already there. Nice. You, you mean you get the call at the end when they already found the house and then you write the contract. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it's well, the case. Well, no, but or, you don't or, have to build the relationship because now we find it harder to get people from the end of the funnel to the front of the funnel. Um, or, or Jeff, it's the, it's the come and get it listing. The, hey, can you come list my house? It's not even a matter of don't bring the dog and pony because I don't need the dog and pony show. I'm going to list with you. I'm going to trust you, right? The know, like, and trust part of our business, the knowing and liking part is super simple, Jeff. Right. I can know you and like you, but I may not trust you when it comes to financial advice. I can know and like you, but I may not trust you when it comes to, to parenting advice. How do so how can agents earn that trust? Well, whether you're a brand new agent or been in business for 30 plus years, trust is basically built on three C's, right? Competence. Are you good at what you do? Right. People will trust you if you know your stuff, right? If you know you the MLS and you know the the, the, the negotiations and, you know, the cities and the towns and the neighborhoods, you know, guys, I listen to your podcast all the time. And I, I hear you talk about these places around the, the marketplace and you guys are just dropping names like, you know, Cave Creek and, and Troon and blah, 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 because you know it, right. That's competence. That's a function of, 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 you know, that's a function of um, uh, being there every day. The second C, which ties in very closely with competence is confidence. How confident are you in knowing your stuff, right? People can hear confidence. People can see confidence. I think people can feel confidence when you're around people and you're like, man, this guy knows what he's doing. This girl knows what she's talking about. I trust her more, right? And the third C, which I'll argue is the most important one. Jeff, you've been in the business long enough. You'll probably agree with me. It's consistency. How consistent are you at being competent and confident? And see the more, and that's where in our, in our life cycle of a client, we sell them a house. And then 11 years later is when they finally go to sell. But if they trust us from the time we close on them to the time they call us again, they'll refer us to multiple people. See, if I'm willing to repeat business with the CBOC team, if I'm willing to repeat with you guys, then that means by definition, I'm referring myself to you, which means I'm willing to refer other people to you. Because mm. I wouldn't refer people to people that I wouldn't go to myself. And so that's where you can build a cult-like following, right? When people know you, like you, and trust you. And that trust, though, is built on those three C's. And every day, whether you've been in business 30 years or, or yeah, 13 no, I minutes. Agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I, it, you're right. It's just, the you know, making sure that you de you're delivering on those things before for every appointment. And it, that, that's why I think where you pointed out consistency, because the problem with uh, selling real estate is you're often 
uh, influenced by a lot of other factors, meaning that we're not office people and we're doing phone calls from a cube and doing listing appointments from a cube. So you have a controlled environment because you're out doing this and you're doing that and you're, you're living your life because most agents live their life. But can you pull it all together at the meeting to deliver competence, confidence, and consistency on every single appointment? And that's where we struggle, right? Because of the outside influences. So it's good to hear you bring it all together for us. Thank you. I have a, um, do you, I, and I'm sure you've heard, I feel like Sean is the go-to. You Have you written a book? I, I have not. I have like six in here. I just have not got them out there. Oh, give me right? some okay. title. I got a couple too. Give yeah. me the title. So I have a title called A Book of Matches because my, my blog post for the last nine years is Carp's Corner, but I write a Monday morning match every Monday. And so if I just did a collection of those, I've got a book of matches, right? And um, so- yeah. Nice. And that would be that that would be an easy one, kind of the Seth Godin of books where it can be just a bunch of little chapters, individual things where where Lena can jump into any page in the book. It doesn't have to start from chapter one to go to chapter, you know, 29. Um, um, Get in the game is another book. Right. How does how to how to, uh, how to uh, sell real estate and have a ball doing it. Right. Um, nice. you know, and that's a, that's a sports, that's one of my presentations I do around the country of, you know, all about sports, all the analogies, uh, that sports has to our business, right. Um, getting in tune with your audience, what real estate rock stars can learn from real rock stars. Um, these are just titles of my programs. <laughs> yeah, no, but they're, they're titles of your programs or titles of your books. They're also going to be album. It's going to be an album that you have songs written about. <laughs> I just like the more. Are you also a musician? <laughs> no, I, I just like the more because he, he used Seth Godin in like, you know. We have never had Seth Godin brought up by anybody other than us on our podcast. Yeah, and right. so I applaud yeah. that for you. Well, it's funny because, you know, when you think of his books, it's true, though, because he, I mean, he, he, what I, what I love about him is that he writes short books and you can get the point and yeah. then move on. And, but I think that that's where you're going is, is because that's what I see a lot in trade with you is where you have, um, so it's easy to connect with. So thank you. So one of the things I see Lena holding up, is that one of the Seth, is that a Seth Godin book? Is that the look dip, at that? The dip? Which one is it? That's, it's called the practice. The dip. Okay. Oh, that's the dip. Okay. Yeah, nice. Um, so when you mentioned competence, I, when we talk about staying in touch with our database, what we try to do is toggle back and forth between character and competence. Okay. Have you heard it? Have you heard it put that way before? No, I like that a lot, though. I think that's a, a neat, because um, character is, you know, well, character is happy, character but, is but happy to, Halloween. But to tie it to what he said is he said, first, they have, they have because you said trust, and that's where character feeds into just confidence, like the, the combination of character and confidence build trust is what, like, to, to, to use your words, so. I, I view it like this, then I try to describe it in a very simple manner, and that is character versus competence. Character, happy Halloween, competence. Every year in the fourth quarter, here's what our marketplace tends to do. Be on the lookout for these three things. Character, happy New Year's. Competence, hey, we just started a new year. Here's our expectations of what this market is going to be in the next 12 months. And so you go back and forth between this, I'm a nice person, and I'm good at what I do. Hey, character, here's a, here's a mask. A face mask, yes. <laughs> Competence. You, Cause, you cause wear we, it. Because we mail, we mail <laughs> things other than mail, Sean. We, we mail gifts, something yeah. we learned from the Callaways. 
So, yeah. so Let's, Carp, Carp you, Consulting, you have Carp, I mean, Sean Carpenter, it's very simple. You just, you chose the first four letters of your name to shorten it so that instead of Carpenter's Consulting, it's Carp Consulting, but Carp is an acronym, isn't it? It is an acronym. And I, I, I live and breathe acronyms. I always think like, how can I tell the story better? So when I sit down with agents for a 35, 45 minute little consulting session, you know, let's get in, get out, but let's stay focused. I just use my, my nickname CARP to keep that conversation going. C stands for current activity. Let's talk about where you're at in business, right? There's three key performance indicators that, that we should be looking at in our business, right? Number one, open units. What new listings have we put in contract this month? Listings that have sold buyer contracts that have been accepted, right? Open units gives us an indication of future behavior. Open units are making the pizza and putting them in the oven, which is the pendings, right? Getting to the other side. The, the middle scoreboard is listings, right? In, in this market, obviously listings are the way to the top. Listings in today's market are probably going to turn into opens, right? Because they're going to sell and they're going to get an offer on them. Yep. And then the last thing is closings. So, you know, when you go to, when you go to, is it still called Bank One Ballpark, Bob the Bob, or whatever it's called? You I know? still call it that. Some people call it okay. Chase Field. Chase, Chase, <laughs> Chase, you know, you're looking at the scoreboard and you're looking at runs, hits, and errors, right? And you can usually tell at the end of the game, whoever's got more runs and hits is probably going to win. Whoever's got more listings and opens is probably going to track down to that bottom column of, of closings. And then, I, I, then I ask about the pipeline, right? So what's in the pipeline for listings and buyers coming up, which then takes us to the A. All right, let's talk about the activities, Phil. Tell me what you and Jeff are doing to get more business, right? The, the social, the, 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 the direct mail, the, the online offline touch. Then we do touch on the results. We look at where they're at year to date, up, down, right? What's pending just to, just to kind of reinforce the current activities and how that's coming bottom line. And then the P is plans. Okay. So when I, I see the next R. time, Wait, I missed R. R, we missed R. R right. is results. Oh, results. results. Right. So that's when we look at the scoreboard and see where, where, whether they're up or down in opens, whether they're up or down in listings, whether they're up or down in closings, how much volume they're up or down, and then what's their pendings, so we get an idea of, of kind of where they're at. Uh, the sessions I, I, I got done doing in Cincinnati this week, you know, here we are at the end of September. So I started peeking ahead. Okay, here's what you did last year in the fourth quarter, right? So we kind of either got to duplicate it or come close to be where we want to be at the end of the year. But remember, guys, September 30th, coming up next Thursday, I really think we need to look at September 30th in our business as, as New Year's Eve, right? Because come October 1, we're starting to, now everything we're going to do is going to start building towards a, a good first quarter of 2022, right? The seeds we put in the ground in October, November, December, yes, might lead to some business in October, November, December, but more importantly, it's going to lead to those people thinking of, I got to get ready for that, you know, to get my house on the market in the spring or whatever it may be. So I love scoreboard. So what is your acronym to get people to keep score? Because some of the challenges we see is, is not knowing what I need to track. It's getting them to keep score. Like, if, you know, I, probably because I, as a kid, went to Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia to see the Phillies play. And my dad, you know, it was E4, like the second baseman, you know, made an error, right? Like we kept score. So it was easier for me when I got into my business, when people said, oh, you know, it's like the Olympics. If you want to do well, you have to track all your stats. What do you give, what do you have for getting people to, to keep track of score? Well, that's where I think having a coach or consultant helps. That's where I think having your, you know, having a uh, clear, specific written idea of what you're trying to accomplish, right? Having a destination when you get in the car versus just driving, right? I mean, let's go back to a, a story from our childhood, guys. 
One day, Alice came to a fork in the road and saw a Cheshire cat in the tree. Which road do I take, said Alice. The cat said, where do you want to go? Alice said, I don't know. Cat said, then it doesn't matter which road you take, right? And I think so many people in our, in our industry, they get up every day and they just show up at the office with no goal, with no desire, no direction, no. And if they look at the scoreboard every day, and you know, I always say, look, the basics are, Jeff, we just want to make sure none of those innings have a zero in it. Right? Amen. And I, get, I've been, yes, agreed. And, and when you get to your level, Jeff, you want to say every inning should be double digits, right? Um, if I can get 10 listings a month, that's probably going to be at least 10 or more opens a month, which then is going to fall to the next month of the next month after that into double digits. And so, you know, it's just a matter of seeing it, right? I mean, it's activity, focus on activity, not results, or that's an easy one, right? But, but, but tracking what you're, you're trying to do. If I, if I say I'm going to leave for a road trip for Phoenix, I, I better be in Indiana or Kentucky before I'm in Pennsylvania. Because then I'm going the wrong way. So uh, remember the old triptychs when you would travel and you could, a triptych would just basically tell you where you're going, right? And so having that scoreboard, instead of nine innings in, in a baseball game, we have 12 innings, you know, in, in our, in our, in our scoreboard of January through, through December. Nice. Yes. Sports analogies. Jeff is, a, he's a sports guy too. So this is right up his alley. Yes. This is awesome. Yes. All right. So you, um, he, I mean, He's got three C's. He's got. I know. Sorry, three I need C's the P. Trust. I need the P in carb. Did you get? The oh, P? what was the? P? We like plans. to take notes. I like this plans. 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 So what between our next session and and Jeff as your as a team leader out there, <laughs> that might be by next week, by our next meeting in two weeks, by our next meeting next month, or whatever it might be. And that's really where it's like, what are the activities you have on the on the on your board? Your your client appreciation events, your uh, mailers you're sending out, the uh, you know the the uh, follow up plan, or, or getting the CRM in place, or whatever it might be that comes out of that conversation. So you got current activities, you got or you got current business, you got activities, results, and plans. Yep, Carp, nice, I love it. Yeah. I didn't even get to the one that I shared. So I took notes. I don't know. You're yeah, doing, I came you, here to hear about the four H's. I was going to say. got to that. I like, know. What the well, hell? I took notes. Like, can you get them to calm down and talk about the things that we want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, let's. I want to get to the four H club, but let's take a quick commercial break because I know Adam really, he wants to get oh, this he loves in. Oh, let's hear, uh, let's oh, hear right. from our sponsor real quick. You know that property that the listing agent said had multiple offers, but you know there really weren't any? Don't you think we should be offering more transparency for the consumer while they're house shopping? We would love to hear your thoughts. Visit us on Facebook at Real Estate Leopard and chime in. Thank you for hanging out with us through that. Carp, man, I tell you what, I don't know why you save all your good stuff for when you're on commercial break, but let, let's recap. Let's recap. <laughs> so <clears throat> what's the 4-H club? And, and, and slow it down because I want to take because really you good, good notes. notes. Yes, four uh, I, get, I get super passionate about this guys because, all right, so quick, like I started as an agent in 1998, was an agent for four and a half years. And then I, I became a branch manager. Um, uh, I did that for two, two years. I loved the coaching and training, but I hated the managing part. So our company made me the director of education for the coal banker companies in Columbus and Cincinnati. And I, I, I got to help teach new agents and experienced agents and our top age, our company events and things like that. And, and really the, the theme of, of the business is my philosophy, right? Build relationships, solve problems and have fun. If agents do those three things every day, they'll get the listings, they'll get the buyers. Yeah, Phil's showing my, 
my card that I send out, my, my branded card. Um, so I made the decision, Jeff, to jump back into sales. I was kind of getting a little burnout. My kids had grown up and we're heading off to college. And I, I really was enjoying the speaking opportunities, but I was kind of kind of bound by only speaking inside the coal banker family. I couldn't really go out and speak it outside. And I you know, would have to take days off if I wanted to do it. So I made the decision to sort of leave and go back into sales and open up my own company called Sean Speaks. And I, I just felt like when I stand up and speak in Arizona or wherever, that when I'm an agent who's actually doing what I'm talking about, you know, has some credibility versus a speaker who's never sold real estate or, or whatever. And um, so that first day back on the job, Jeff, that first day back as an independent contractor, all the risk on my shoulders to try and grow my business, uh -huh. both buyer and sellers and speaker clients, I needed to do what I taught agents for 13 years to do. So I, I equate what we do in our business, guys, to being farmers. Think about it. If someone left corporate America and said, I think I want to be a farmer, they don't have a crop tomorrow, right? They've got to work their field. They've got to take time and patience to, to turn the soil and put seeds in the ground and water and fertilize. And so that, that first day back on the job, Jeff, I said, I need to build a plan that can put seeds in the ground every day. Great. So I came up with the 4-H club. Now you've heard the 4-H like club for farmers, but I just very simple. The 4-H club for me is this. When I'm not on the road, when, I, when I'm not traveling, I go to my office or I go to my home office since during COVID. And the first H is I do five handwritten notes every day. Five handwritten notes. Yes, super old school. But the power of a handwritten note, everyone on this call knows that when they go home tonight and check their mailbox, if there's six things in the mailbox and one of them's a handwritten note, I guarantee it, they're going to open it first. Do you they're physically probably going to take them to the mailbox or do you have someone else do that? I Usually I physically take them to the mailbox or I walk into the front of my office where the mailman's going to pick it up. Right? Okay. But in my house, I take them to the mailbox because there's something about putting them in that little blue you know, slot that makes me feel good. Uh, and I can see, write I, notes I, even if it's not, even if it doesn't have the the build relationship, like it, it can be plain and I can still write notes, right? You tell me plain. I, I, I go to the dollar store and I get just blank cards like okay. this. I just go and get a bunch of cards. Um, Jeff, and the easiest note to write is a thank you note. So if you're going to write a note just before you sit down and say, do I have anybody from yesterday to thank for anything? Because that's an easy note to write, right? And and people appreciate it. People, There are people that that will take pictures of the cards I send them and say, Carp, so cool that you practice what you preach. I know there are people out there that probably have like a basket or a drawer where they keep handwritten notes from loved ones and from people like that. So uh -huh. just a handwritten note. Very rarely do I ever send a branded Cobalt Banker. So give me, uh, so it's usually the people then that you met with the day before the day before or somebody you met online nope. or. Nope. So, so, it, so if I have somebody to thank, right. Like I was with Phil and I, so I sent him a note saying, thanks for hanging out with me. And it was great to meet you type thing. Um, but if I don't have anybody like that, then I'm just going to literally going to open up my CRM and see who the next five people that I talked to the longest ago was. And I'm going to send them a note. And people, it's funny, people always overthink it. They're like, what, what do you write? <laughs> I write the same exact, I write the same exact thing I'd, I'd say if I ran into Phil at, you know, the Waste Management Open, or if I haven't talked to Lena in a while, I'd say, hey, Lena, hope your summer's going well and you're ready for fall. Are the kids excited to be back in school? Any family vacations planned? Hope to see you at the club soon. Let's grab a beer cart, right? It's literally four or five sentences. There's nowhere in there does it say, please think of me next time you have a huh. sale. I don't write Sean Carpenter, Cole Banker. You're, we love referrals. 
Yeah, I mean, is that's, it, that's it, the biggest well, compliment. Well, the biggest compliment you can give me is to refer me to no, your friends I, and family. You don't well, say that. No, but because uh, <laughs> it's 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 Ford. It's family. Just just ask them how their family is, right? Like right. That, that that is the most way to engage everybody. Yes, but it's doing it, right? That it, is absolutely. It, I was just no, is, no, no, because I would. You mean me, the content no, of no, the car? I was just because that's the common question that we get, Sean, is exactly what you get too what do I write? And whenever yeah. when people say, what do I say? We teach them Ford, family, occupation, recreation, dreams, same sure. idea. It's just basics, like be, be basic. Yeah. And it's okay because you're writing a handwritten card, right? Like you don't that have is, to. Like, that's the problem. Right. Yeah, right? <laughs> and, and it is the consistency. And it's the, once again, that is a scene in the ground technically today that, you know, Lana's not going to get till three days from now. And nowhere in there does it say, think of me for real estate. But in some small way, it does put Sean Carpenter at the top of her mind, right? And we'll talk at the end, Phil, about the branding that we're trying to do with this, right? Yes. So five handwritten notes, right? Very simple. Um, I have a couple cards. You know, I, I have, I go on Vistaprint and I get these, you know, branded cards. I also get ones that say today is going to be a great day. Yes. Um, things like I that. I love your that budget just, on those. It's good. Yeah, for sure. Um, the second H is I do the hot sheet, all right? Very simple. Every realtor with access to MLS has what's called the hot sheet. Um, the newest things that have happened in your town. Now, you're not going to do all of Phoenix, right? You're going to do Scottsdale. You're going to do Cave Creek. You're going to do Troon. You're going to do, you know, Desert Highland, whatever you're, whatever that part of town you're doing. And I look at it for two reasons, Jeff. I look at it the first time with my real estate hat on. What new listings have hit the market? What coming soons in contracts, price changes, closings, expires, or cancels? And then I look through it a second time. And I, as I go down the list, I just think to myself, do I know anybody that lives within a couple blocks of that property? out in your marketplace, because you have so many branded, gated, like neighborhoods, I would say, do I know anyone that lives in True North? Do I know anyone that lives in Greyhawk? Do I know anyone that lives in, you know, Maricopa? Whatever I would say. And if I do, I very simply either in the MLS right there, I shared listing with them with the just note saying, hey, there's like a listing email, you think, or text? Email, text, or phone call, depending on, you know, okay. what, I, what, I'm, what I'm doing. So somehow, some way, a touch. All I'm trying to do is say, Hey, Lena, just want to let you know there's a new listing in your neighborhood. Or, hey, Lena, there's a- So basically, a the hot sheet is anywhere from 5 to 15, depending on how big of your area is. And then each day, you just work down each one, and you but you give conscious effort to be like, okay, number one, where is this house? Okay. And then also, because you're touching base with all these people, you're like, okay, who lives near there, right? Like, I like it. It's good. And, and here's the thing. There's some days that I really, I just don't know anyone that lives around that house. Um, I, I know, but there's some days I might be like, you know what, they're, they're at least on the north side of Lane Avenue. So I'm gonna let them know about this or whatever. Um, but it's really, I don't, I don't over, and I don't say it's my listing or do you want to see it? Mm -hmm. I literally just say that listing I told you about last month, Jeff, it finally closed 8,000 over asking price. Let's grab a beer soon. Right. Or, or are you playing golf this weekend? Or will I see you at the club? Right. And almost every time the response is thanks carb. Or wow, that went for a lot per square foot. Or do you think it was worth it? Or that, which is great because then that starts leading to a conversation. Right. right. Let's go. The third H, happy birthdays. Easiest thing in the world. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I know the average human being has one birthday a year, right? <laughs> and and it's a day that it's their day. Amazing. Some people hate their birthdays. Average one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I go into Facebook. Facebook will in the top right hand corner will tell you exactly which of your friends are celebrating birthdays today. Right. Today's a big day for me. I have eight. I have 19 birthdays in my Facebook friends today. Wow. Some days I have two. Right. But I have 19. We're so no I send, Virgos now. Right. Okay. Good. I send them a message. But here's the key. 
What do most people fill inside of do? Facebook or you send them a text? Patience, Grasshopper. I'll get there. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> what do most people do on your birthdays, Phil? What do most people do on your birthdays on Facebook? They put a message on the wall that says happy birthday with an icon that has a balloon or a cake or cheers or yeah, that's uh, party hat. You know what most people do? Most people do nothing. Really? Think about this. If, if you have 4,000 friends or 5,000 friends, I bet your last birthday, you got about 200 birthday messages, which means 4,800 people didn't do anything. Didn't care. So if you do nothing else, at least write happy birthday with a balloon or a smiley face or cake on their, on their wall. What I do is I try and write a little bit more than just happy birthday. I try and stand out by having a little more text on my picture so that it stops them from seeing just happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. So for instance, last year's birthday message said this. It said, hey, Lena, I see it's your birthday. Forget about the future. It's not here yet. Forget about the past. You can't change it. Forget about the present. I didn't get you one. But I hope you have a good day building relationships, solving problems, and having fun. Now, here's what will happen. Lena will leave after lunchtime because the Seabock team is going to take her out for a nice liquid lunch on her birthday. About and she gets, back, yep. she gets back to the office and she says, let me check Facebook, right? And she goes, oh, my God, 64 more notifications. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, what was that that Sean Carpenter wrote? And then she reads it and she goes, like, thanks, Carp. Best message of the day. What I did is I just interrupted all of her thoughts, put Sean Carpenter for a split second top of mind, right? So write a little bit more than the next person will. Now, for the close friends of mine, Jeff, the close friends of mine, they're going to get a video text message. They're going to get a video text message from me wishing them a happy birthday, right? So where I'm literally just open. I'm, I'm pre-recorded right or custom every time. Custom. Come on. Custom That's every Sean time. Carpenter. You don't, you're not a top, you're not in the top 100 most influential people in real estate, according to Inman.com, if you do a pre-printed birthday no, no, video no. every I, single I time. I didn't think that that was an idea, but you know that agents asked him for- The they, one video that they can send to 100 people. <laughs> yeah. can, I, can I add the one video to my send out cards and then I don't have to think about it? It just goes out, right? Yeah. Well, because I want to put it on auto. I Benny, to wish you a very happy birthday today. Hope you have an awesome day. Great weekend ahead and a great rest of the year. I look forward to seeing you soon. Uh, if it's not until November 3rd, then I'll look forward to November 3rd. Uh, as always, my friend, keep building relationships and solving problems and having fun. Yeah. Right. Now, now, let me, let me tell you something. Um, well, I'm more I do that. Go ahead. Almost every single person responds to the message. Some people are like, oh, I've been waiting for this all day or thanks, you always make my day, whatever like that. But listen to this, guys. On my birthday last year, October 12th, I got, I think, 60 video text messages. That's awesome. Because people, and, and look, here's what most of them were. Because a lot of people don't like doing video. They don't like doing video professionally or even on a, a text message. But here's what most you of the messages say. said. Hey, Carp, it's Jeff out in Phoenix. Hey, man, uh, you always send me a video text message, so I feel like I'll do one. I hate your videos, <laughs> but okay. Right? But, but then here's the funny part. At the end of the messages... I bet if I got 60, 30 of them said this, hey, man, I hope you're playing golf today. And the other 30 said, hey, man, I hope you're having a good craft beer today. Not a single person said, hey, I hope you're selling houses today. Hey, I hope you're listing people's houses. Hey, I hope you're making money today. They all talked about things they know are important to me. Right? Craft beer, golf. Maybe they said, I hope your Gators win today, whatever it might be. You know, and I think that's that happy birthday video, guys. Number one, it's just a special touch that 
you know, I'm going to guess most people that are watching this, they got zero video text messages on their birthday. I'm so it's going to help you stand out. Earn top of mind awareness. But, but the fact is, is that it also will, you know, Phil, to your point of, of helping your agents grow their business, it will start making them feel more comfortable getting on video more because video text messages are great with clients. Just, just as a, Hey, I can type this out, but I'd rather just talk to you. I'd rather you see the emotion and my excitement or my, my frustration or whatever. So yeah. You know, I mean, and, and bomb bomb does bomb bomb does the same thing. So look, um, fundamentally, <laughs> fundamentally, like, I, I loved what you just said. And I go to the fundamentals of it. And that is when you, when somebody does a video and sends it to one person, that person that they just sent that happy birthday to responds to them positively. Always. That person's never going to respond to them negatively. And that positive affirmation after they shot a video, when it ha- when they shoot 10 of them a day, you know what happens. They believe that they're good with video. And so then, which they are, they just, they trick themselves into believing it. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's good. I, I think it's great. I, I just want you guys, let me tell true confessions from the road. So this year I got my first Sean Carpenter birthday video. And I, it was the day, it was the day. So my birthday was Friday the 13th and on, and my, my middle child, David was born on Friday the 13th, or I'm sorry, on the 13th of August as well on my birthday. So he took my one day from me, which is okay. It's cool. I'll share it. But we had a party for him and me, a co-party on Saturday, the 14th. You created him. It's your fault. I, yeah, yes. I know. Yeah. Fair. I, <laughs> don't give me the power of the Lord. Jeff. <laughs> But anyway, I'm just saying. So on the 14th, I am having this party. A text video comes through from Sean. Maybe while we were singing "Happy Birthday," I don't remember. I I saw it and I was so excited, and I and then I left it and I forgot that I left it. And when I was going to see him in Florida, and I pulled up the thread to shoot him a text message, I I felt like an asshole because you didn't respond because I didn't respond to him. And I still like I hear him talking about birthday guilty, and I still feel guilty. Well, you feel indebted to him. I absolutely like yes. Yeah. So that's a. It's, it's, it's just that little extra thing. You're going to stand out and do something no one else is doing, right? Like using people's names. And then the fourth age guys is, is high fives. All right. There's no better way for me to build relationships, solve problems and have fun than through social media. Cause I can do it further and faster and freer than I could one at a time in Columbus, Ohio. Right. So I'm already on Facebook for the first time of the day, uh, looking at the birthdays. So I'm just literally going to scroll over to my newsfeed and I'm just going to scroll down and I'm going to like five people's posts. I'm going to comment on five people's posts. So I do five likes and five comments on Facebook. I'm going to jump over to Twitter, my favorite social channel, Phil, and I'm going to do five comments or retweets on Twitter. I'm going to go over to Instagram and I'm going to do five comments, not likes, five comments on Instagram, either stories or feed. And then I'm going to send five random text messages to people on my phone. That could be as something as simple as, have an awesome day, a funny gif, a meme. Um, hey, did you, did, you, did you watch the Cardinals game last night? Uh, I, saw the, I saw the Aztecs one, just five text messages. And then once I've done that, guys, once I've put my seeds in the ground, I go get my morning coffee. I go to Dunkin' or I go to Starbucks and I get my morning coffee. That's kind of my reward for putting seeds in the ground. Now think about this, guys. If I do 500 notes a day, let's say two people on the hot sheet today. Let's say 13 birthdays on Facebook. And then my 25 touches, five, 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 five. That's 45 people that heard from Sean Carpenter before nine o'clock in the morning. 45 people that have Sean Carpenter's name floating across the top of their mind for a split second. And how many of those were about real estate? Two. 
literally only the hot sheet ones was even remotely close to being about real estate because they just mentioned the home in the neighborhood, but none of them were pitchy. None of them were selly. All I'm trying to do is get my name to cross into the top of their mind at some point that day, right? And if I do 45 today and 45 Tuesday and 45, we're talking, what's that? 225 touches. Five yeah, days, you know, a week. No, it's a phenomenal. I actually love that you're not, because you have the same feeling I do in, in marketing is I don't like in your face work with me. It's just be in their face and talk about things that they care about, not real estate, right? Like, don't be like, oh, you know, list with me or work with me or work with me. Cause I think that that turns people off and not at any point did you talk any about that. It's always just be there and be present and yeah. let them feel your, you know. Listen, Jeff, every single person in our sphere of influence knows 10 realtors, especially in your city. They just know, they know 10 or 15 uh, realtors. 15, I just need to be, but yeah. I just need to be the name <laughs> that pops into their head. I just want to be in their name in, in front of them enough times. And that, that's where I circle back to the branding. See, I want people to know me for real estate. I want people to know me for Cole Banker. I also want people to know me for Florida Gators and for craft beer and for golf and for Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, part of my brand. And people say like, well, how does, how does you being a Tom Petty fan help you sell real estate? Let me show you how. Because if, if Lena's driving to go to Costco tonight to pick up something for her, 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 her pantry, her and on the way into the parking lot, she hears, she hears Running Down a Dream by Tom Petty. And she thinks to herself, hey, this is that, that silver-haired guy's favorite mm. band. And she walks into Costco and runs into her person she works out with on a regular basis. And they just have a quick conversation. She, she says, hey, guess what? My sister's moving down here from San Francisco. Going to need to buy a house. You should probably have her call Sean Carpenter because I'm right there in the top of her brain. Right. No, I love or it. when someone sees a craft beer or when someone sees a golf course and they say, I wonder if Carp's played here before, right? Or I wonder if Carp's had this beer from Tilted Kilt and people send me pictures. You know, I got a, I got a message at three o'clock in the morning one time. I, I, I saw it when I woke up, but it was some of my fraternity brothers. They were in Seattle at a business conference and they sent a text saying, Sean, we're at a bar with a Tom Petty cover band. Wish you were here. Yeah. Right. That means they were thinking about me. Now, so if, if I, if I just because they want to if tie I go to the your friend, Bill Risser, do you think Bill ever gets a call and they're like, I'm at a cover band of Barbara Streisand? <laughs> I love that it's Tom Petty. Like, I can think of several songs. I, I, like, <laughs> you know what? No, I don't think he does. But I... <clears throat> hey, Jeff, if I, ever get a, if I ever call you and say, I'm at a Barbara Streisand concert, call the police because I've been kidnapped by Bill Risser. <laughs> I have a friend that, uh, an old roommate, actually, a, a gal that we went to, my sister and I went to school with, and she now works for, I think it's like Tony and Guy, or anyway, she does hair, and she just had, uh, she was sharing a bunch of photos of a model that she had done the hair from in this photo shoot, and there is a picture of Barbara Streisand in the background, and no shit, I'm sending it to Bill Risser. <laughs> See, but once again, guys both learn to have a, an iconic music like because I mean, it, it's it, is it coincidence is what I'm after. Like you just love Tom Petty, or because or is it intentional? Well, no, because truth be told, I made a decision in real estate long time ago that I didn't want my top five to include any realtors because you know what I mean. So did you make like a conscious your friends, your, your friends? Yeah, because you uh, you know obviously you want to get referrals from your top five, and if one of them is a referral. For, an agent. an agent, they rob your referrals because then you're splitting everybody you know together right. or whatever it is, unless you're just 
a way better agent than they are, but that's a different story. But did you choose Tom Petty for, you know, how, how did that happen? Well, Tom Petty's from Gainesville. I'm at school at University of Florida. I mean, Tom Petty's kind of associated with the Gators. We sing now his I Won't Back Down at the end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter, as, you know, kind of a tribute. Uh, he just, I just like his music. I mean, if I had hey. to sort of say I'm a Tom awesome. Petty, Grateful Dead's, James Taylor, Jimmy Buffett. Those are my, but I'm a, I'm a music guy. But awesome. Here's the thing. If people know me as a music guy, we'll have a conversation about music. And guess what might also come up? By the way, how's the market? And people might know me about golf. And they might say, hey, I saw you were, I saw on Facebook you were playing golf at Longenberger. Uh, my mom has a place out there. What do you think might go for? Right? Yeah. All I'm trying to do is make people think of Sean Carpenter enough times because I know they know other realtors. I, I, well, I joke with people. I say, I don't need to be the only realtor you know. I just need to be the next one you call. That's right. I... You it's hard not do you, to like. Do you least. understand why I like Sean Carpenter? Lena, yes. do you understand why I was excited yeah. to have Sean on? Yeah. I just want you to know, Sean, that he Jeff, needs a little more energy. We have <laughs> we have um, a glass table here that we keep our microphones on, and we use dry erase markers, and we always take notes as we have guests on, whether it's you know to not forget questions we want to ask or not forget the content that's presented. I have never seen Jeff take more notes when we have had a podcast. He's got his whole... 60% of this table covered in blue marker. Yeah. I, 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 one of my things you're talking about books is that I think that people don't take enough good notes. Like the, like the mistake of most realtors is they think they're going to remember everything. And I know that that is impossible. So I've taught myself to take good notes and thanks for pointing that out. Phil. Have you, did you, when I explained to you what the 4-H club was from the notes I took after sitting next a to shitty him, job. was it as yeah. good as how Sean no, explained it? No. I, I actually like it. Is it that version? version? And your version was not that good. Yeah. So Phil, like, Phil's the fifth age. Horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> no, he had he had the handwritten the hot sheet and the fives. Like I knew no, like, it, like, it like, comes from somebody that does it. It comes yeah, from somebody. You know, what's funny, Jeff, you know what's funny, Jeff and Phil is is people will I'll be teaching these people, they'll write it down and then they'll go, Well, I can't do this. And I go, why? And they go, Well, because I'm not on Twitter. And I go, oh my God, then do the high fours, right? Like, like don't make that the reason why you don't send handwritten notes. Or, or maybe they say, well, I just can't do five handwritten notes. So do one handwritten note a day. Yeah. On the hot and no, happy birthday. I, I'm with you. I mean, I, I mean Jeff, you, you have a bunch of agents out there. If, if they did 45 touches a day, each day, I mean, can you imagine? He wouldn't even have to do this gonna... podcast anymore, Sean. <laughs> well, and, and, I wouldn't even have a guys, job. Wait a minute. <laughs> Why do I do it first thing in the morning? I do it first thing in the morning for a very specific reason. Real estate is the most awesome career because it's different every day. What's the bad thing about real estate? It's different every day. And so if I allow my day to happen and I don't put seeds in the ground today, that could cause me to not have a crop next week, next month, next year. What time so is, do that, it first what, thing. is that time for you? Is that 7 a.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m.? Uh, between, between 5.30 and 6.30. Awesome. Good. Well, yeah, good. So it's already done and that way I can... I can well, I, I was wanna, amazed. You know. The thing that actually made me super excited about it was that you, Phil, told me you can do it in forty-five minutes. Yep. Like, like to think that you can generate because you know um, a lot of the coaches out there in the business are teaching you two hours a day, three hours a day, calling like all that stuff, and you're touching more people in half the time than they are, right? Like, because your things are not, and I like that it's not the phone call because the phone call is the, I mean, if you're relying on your business 
phone calls, you're in a bad business because now everything's getting screened out. Like, you know, you need different tactics. So it's actually a current strategy because you're incorporating social media and old school and real estate all in one. I actually, you know, don't even think I need to do anything else. Yeah. And look, full disclosure, guys, there are some days when I really want my morning coffee. So I do the first three H's and then I go to Starbucks and I sit there and do my high fives. Right. I have my coffee while I'm pounding out my likes and my comments and my comments. And guys, don't 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 overlook the comments part of it. It's so easy to just like stuff on on Instagram, especially. But here's the thing. When Lana puts a picture of, you know, her new puppy up or she puts a picture of her, you know, her, her, her beautiful new cactus she has in her office, whatever. She might get 85 likes in the first three hours. But if I'm the only one that comments on it, I guarantee you she's not going to go through and look and see which of her friends liked it. But she will. If, if she's yes. like most people, a notification will come up that says Sean Carpenter just commented on your post. So all of a sudden I disrupted whatever she was thinking about. She may click on that and go to her post and read what I wrote. So I'm already now in the top of her mind. She may click the like and then say, thanks, Carp. Glad you like it. Right. Um, it's just about. I, I, getting I, no, I mean, it, it, you know, I actually when I was re when you were saying that I was really looking through my list because actually you only need to do number one at home. Because the problem, you know, the reason why I wouldn't want to do the handwritten note somewhere else is because do you bring this postage with you? Yeah. Right. Like yeah, to me, done before but, you leave. but, but, but hot sheet, you can do that in your computer at Starbucks. You can uh, do happy birthday videos. At, you do it with your phone. Like you didn't need to be there. And then all of the high five. So actually only one ties you down. You can actually do the, the other H's anywhere else. So that's what I liked about it as well. So thank you. Yeah, no problem. I think we told Sean that it was going to be, you know, like a 45 minute conversation. And here I'm we are almost an hour in. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know where the time went, but yes. I know that not everybody has another hour today. So we're going to do it again in the future, Sean. Yeah, I'd love to come back. I got more stuff, more, more acronyms. Let me let me just a little a little a bonus tip here at the end. Did you guys notice how many times when I started talking, I either said Lena or I said Jeff or I said Phil? Yes. yes. Right. Now I know all you guys, but. That's kind of the key to remember people's names is saying them a lot, but not saying, you know, Jeff, I was talking the other day, Jeff, to my friend, Jeff, and, you know, I didn't make it, but it was just part of my, my dialogue, right? You now, actually have a cadence name. for, you also said, uh, I didn't remember, build relationships, solve problems and have fun. Three times, four times. times. Yeah, exactly. Right? So you I did. Brand, I worked in Anxious. But yeah. someone like Lena, whose name is pronounced differently than it's said, that's sometimes you forget people's names because it's like yeah. his name was his name was Guillermo. His name was, you know, and you gotta, you know, so sometimes Octavio. Yeah. <laughs> right. Awesome. So, Sean. I'd, lo I'd love to come you. back. I love what you guys are doing. I love the the whole vibe of your trying to make our industry better and having fun doing it. Uh, yes, and really, building relationships yeah. at the same time. Yes, yes. So, uh, like, I think we're trying to solve some problems too. Yes. I'm gonna go with we 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 live this. We yes. don't say this, but we live this. Yes, but check, we, check, check, check. to your credit, it is spot on, and I loved everything you said. So great job, happy Thursday, Sean. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thanks, guys.